Welcome back to the Pursuit of Property podcast. We have episode two with Valentin Pitts. Valentin, thanks for joining us. How are you? I'm doing good. Yeah. Healthy, alive, good. So, yeah? Yeah. Business is crushing it. You're doing well. We're doing, yeah. Dude, it's that's still, awesome. Yeah. Doesn't matter the market. We're going. There you go. And so, I mean, it's a weird time in the market right now. Um, we wanted to bring you in today to talk a little bit about, you know, not only how you decide a market and that kind of stuff, we want to just kind of hear you talk a little bit. And so um, if you don't mind kind of introducing yourself a little bit, you know, I'll introduce you. You're an investor. You have your license here in town. Uh, you're a business owner. You're somebody who's been in the business for a few years. You've got a lot of experience. But can you tell us uh, who Valentin was before real estate? You know, how did you get into the business? Sure, sure. So I've always been an entrepreneur pretty much my whole life. So before this, uh, I've been full time now about four years, four and a half years full time since 2015. Um, man, time flies. Uh, but before <laughs> that, I had another co a company. I had a commercial janitorial company. I had about 30 employees or so. Um, I've had that for about 10 years, and really, I just like I got bored and saw you know I seen I seen the glass ceiling there, um, and it just didn't it just didn't get me going anymore. So um, I had uh, 2000 starting from 2010, uh, 11 or 19, 11 and 12, I bought one property each year, not knowing what I was doing, but they were pretty decent buy so real estate always always intrigued me matter of fact ever since I was a kid uh, living in our apartments um, uh, I didn't know what real estate was but I remember clearly my mom paying rent uh, me seeing the rent receipt it was like $320 a month and I was just like wow I'm counting the units mm -hmm. like if I one day I have apartments like that's crazy everyone's paying them so like I've always loved real estate and was intrigued with real estate so um, uh, getting into this, it was basically sporadic. I sold my company and I've never done a flip in my life. I just bought the properties your conventional way, but I was just like really excited to get into this and went head on. Was there something that made that final decision? You said it was sporadic, but what was kind of that tipping point that made you jump full full into real estate? You know what, um, honestly, I, I was actually um, a, a buddy of mine. I've known him since he was like 13 years old. Uh, he was working construction for a house flipper down in Southern California. And we connected, reconnected on Facebook. Um, and we were just talking and he was kind of like sick and tired of doing the same thing himself. And I know him and he's really good with just everything, um, construction and, and, and running crews and things like that. So it, it, I think that was my big push because I know uh, my strengths um, and I also knew his strengths and I said, you know, if we joined up together, we could really do something here and he was all in too. So I think that helped get me through and go full time. What'd you take? I mean, you mentioned you owned a custodial business for 10 plus years, 30 plus employees. What has been helpful taking from that business in order to help you jumpstart and now have all this success in real estate? Oh, that is a great question. Actually, there's a lot of little things that I took from that business that helped me out here. Um, honestly, like how to, how to like kind of pick my criteria and have a business model, uh, but also just little details, like quick example, quick story is, um, we we would uh, have a grocery store accounts like the St. Mars stuff like that. Um, we would uh, strip and wax a floor. That's when you take it, you know, it's, you strip it all the way down to its bare and and rewax it and buff it. Um, so I would have my guys there overnight. I'd come in the morning and I'm like, man, this looks really good. So I'm like, I'm proud. I'm happy. The owner comes in and like I'm getting nothing from him. He's just like. 
like Luke's disappointed, which disappointed <laughs> mm. me. I'm like, what's going on? Yeah. So I asked him, you know, what, what if there was a problem, and he points out. He's like, look in the corner. Um, I see, you know, some dark spots. There's a line there. I'm like, so. At first, I was like offended. I'm like, all this work, and you're like pick nitpicking me. And then I was like, so, so that I brought into our business. So now, like for example, talk about models. Mm-hmm. When I flip a house, I don't try and save the vanities. I don't try and save the toilets. No, it's like because I know that if you're gonna do something, like do it all the way, because people mm-hmm. are not gonna notice necessarily what you did. They're gonna notice what you didn't do. So that's helped me a lot. Is just to go all the way in do yeah. it the right way and then you kind of gain traction and like people start knowing, oh that's a you know our company uh, we're building dreams we develop it's like oh that's building dreams home like we know they do a good job yeah. so that's helped like the little details and i, I kind of took it from my past experiences mm-hmm. and brought it forward that's awesome so you really take pride of ownership when you do those flips and you really look at that detail and you really go all the way yeah yeah and people can see that for people that haven't seen your flips they probably don't know what that looks like and they don't know what the end product is, but it, it's a very polished finish and it's done to the nines. But you said when you got started, you started with conventional purchasing and things like that. What was it exactly that you started with? Uh, <laughs> like what, what did, when you got out of the custodial business, you had time, what did you do? Yeah. So, so I don't remember because I hated having time, right? My, my wife now, my then girlfriend, she was like, I used to like, you know, love, like we, we'd have, I was quote unquote semi retired right? Um, she's like, we used to have all the time in the world. I'm like, man, that was like so bad for me. So really, I was just, <laughs> I was like, t- my time was like thinking about what I'm gonna do next. I, I went through like, should I open a chain of like uh, barber shops? Because like, you know, I'm like, mm-hmm. God, they charge for it. I just went through like every business possible, like what would suit and fit me before I'm like, you know, it's real estate. It's always been real estate. Um, so, so it was. Yeah, it was. Uh... That's awesome. And so you go in there um, as you got into flipping, right? So you mentioned that, you know, we, we had lunch before this and you mentioned that you weren't really into flipping because you didn't like necessarily like you didn't watch the TV shows and you didn't yeah. think that was like <laughs> what you wanted. What was it that led to flipping exactly? I mean, there's so many aspects of real estate. What led to that? You know what? It was so I'm, I'm ADHD. Like so my person, it was like really my personality, it fit my personality. Uh-huh. Like every day's different. There's always a problem. I love solving problems. Um, it, it was the excitement yeah it was not like i wasn't inspired by a tv show um but really it was just to start something like out of nothing and and just to try and scale it and challenge myself i love like like growing personally like what can i do that's really just going to keep challenging me like like just stimulate my creative side of things and it was real estate so when i jumped into it me and my partner we jumped i mean i jumped in really rough I knew nothing, and that's kind of like my personality anyways. It wasn't like planning, taking a few seminars. It was like, this is cool. Like, I know we can do this. It was like just assessing it really quick. So I ended up getting a conventional, I didn't know anything about private money, um, anything about anything at all, mm-hmm. you know, anything. So it was kind of like, how can I get a loan? Wells Fargo gave me a conventional loan on a house that I don't know how it appraised. Uh, but it did uh, actually it appraised ten thousand short, so I ended up splitting the difference with the seller, really? and uh, and paid ten thousand with five thousand more than uh-huh. what I should have. Yeah. It was a bad purchase all the way to get right all the ways two story house, twenty three hundred square feet with a pool. That was our first flip. Just- Can you walk us through kind of how that how that deal went? Like how did you find it? 
So I actually I knew a, a realtor. Um, uh, he's a good friend of mine now. He's uh, and he I told him that this is what I want to do, and he didn't really know about you know flipping and investment stuff. But he's like, I'll I'll try my best. I mean, mm-hmm. so he this house was a buddy of his that he listed it. He the agent didn't list it, but you know he knew it was on market. So he took me there. Uh, before that, we looked at a few other houses, and you know we got outbid. Uh, so so in this case, I just I had a conversation with my business partner I said look we have to get something and just do it right I'm, I'm not in the business to lose money and I, I don't feel we will because we're gonna you know like analyze all our stuff but even if we break even dude I told him as long as like we get it done like people pay thousands and thousands of dollars for their education I'm like if I even make a few bucks like this paid for my education mm-hmm. like we're yeah. gonna learn something and then, like, you know, with that, I just go running. Like, let's just do it, man. And he said, he agreed. He says, look, we got to do something. I agree. Um, so we decided to just go in all in. Matter of fact, one of my very good friends and mentors now uh, uh, put an offer on that house, too. And he still gives me a hard time because I came <laughs> in, like, uh, I didn't really know him that well then. Uh, but he came in and he he offered, like, 90,000 or something for the house. Mm-hmm. I ended up buying it for 145, I believe. And he was, he just still gives wow. me a time, a hard time. He's like, You overpaid for that. And I'm like, I thought you were like, Why are you offering so low? I yeah, don't know anything. Right. You don't know. Yeah, yeah. In retrospect, he had a solid offer, like, I got way overpaid. But, um, but yeah, no, we got in there. And my business partner, too, he was just ready to get his hands on stuff. We both had like a desire just to go. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we started demo. We went. It, it was it was crazy. It was like we went through everything from squatters to like everything there. Um, matter of fact, one time we were a little bit halfway through with the house, and he's like, "Valentine, I don't think we're gonna make it. Like I'm way over budget." Because he likes to put. Um, we were learning about each other too, and he wanted to maybe over improve. Mm-hmm. And I don't blame him. And I'm like, I'm just like cheap i didn't have a, a model necessarily there. i'm like man dude we can save this and save that so we you know we learned a lot but we were way over budget he's sitting on the floor and i'm just like trying to do this motivational speech things in here like, <laughs> diamonds are you know break pies or make di- you know pressure make breaks pies or make diamonds dude we got this it was like we're just like eating cold pizza on the floor and it was just like <laughs> but but we're like we're yeah we just pressed through man and i'm like no matter what we're gonna finish it because we have to. Like, there's no way we're gonna walk out of, out of this, right? right. So, and the loan was in my personal name too. So I'm like, you know, I am, like, you need to get I this need done. to get this done. Yeah. Um, so, and that's what we did. But then, uh, yeah, poor guy. Like, I almost gave him a heart attack multiple times. Um, after I seen the light, after I seen the light <laughs> that we were basically done, I went and found another property uh, with my agent, and we were not even done yet. When I told my my buddy, when I told my business partner, he's like. I think he was ready to just like either choke me or walk away. He's like, that's it. Like, um, I want to quit. We're not even out of this. You're insane. Like, what are you even thinking? I'm like, dude, this is a business. Like, this is this project and we're learning. But we got to lock in another one. And we have to prepare because, mm-hmm. like, this is a business. That's yeah. crazy. What did you take from that? When you, when you walked away from that first deal, I mean, you had to have learned a lot. Yeah. So I learned that that's not the way you buy properties. <laughs> number one, Wells Fargo will not give me any more money. Uh, so, so that's the number one lesson. And number two is like, I'm like, yeah, this is a business. So that being said, how are we going to run this business? 
So the questions started coming and those mm. questions needed answers. So I'm like, my big thing, and I had built my company to, you know, the employees and the managers. I'm like, and I read the emails revisited, which was big for me to build out my other company. I'm like, we need to set on, set on, settle on a business model for this. I don't want to make a lot of decisions. That's why you have the Zuckerbergs, like one shirt, one like decision making kills you. Like sometimes I'll go home red eyed and it's like, I didn't do any work with my hands, but it's like so many decisions. So I'm like, let's put in the hard work in now, set on a business model, and then and then it's done. And then we don't have to think about every detail and the how and the what and mm-hmm. the when. It's like we know up front, this is how we operate, and that's how we go. So that was like such a big thing for us is setting a business model. So how we're gonna operate. Yeah, how what were some of the questions, the hard questions you guys had to ask yourself, each other to kinda I mean, obviously figure out what that was gonna be and how your model was gonna work. Yeah, sure, so we had that conversation about what we, our wants, our personal wants and yeah. for the business needs. And I told my, my buddies, like, I want this to be a business. I want to operate more on a, a, a volume and not do four flips a year. I said, and I believe for, like, for that reason, we can't use our own capital like for rehab. Like, we just can't, we have to operate as a business. So we have to get loans for everything, for the purchase, uh, and this is me, I, I didn't know anything, I just figured like, we have to get for the purchase, for the rehab, um, and we'll call that like a cost of doing business, cost of goods. Like, mm-hmm. I'm like, and if, and if, it, if the property doesn't support paying uh, for this money, then it's not really a, a good deal to begin with. So, and then if it's not that great of a deal, why would I, why would we put our own personal capital into this? Right, exactly. So, so it has to support an investor or investors um, in order for us, so like just settling on things like that. Uh, which didn't help because now I'm having, uh, I then I just talked to everybody who, mm-hmm. who was in real estate. And then my uh, realtor buddy at the time introduced me to, you know, my now friend and mentor. And then I talked to him and I told him what I'm planning, what we're planning on doing, and then how I bought it. And, you know, I, he laughed at me and that's cool. And <laughs> after that, he's like, all right, well, um, you, you know, you, I just, you, you know, because you got to talk, you got to speak right. up. And so he's like, I have this, um, you know, I have this doctor. He's too expensive for me, um, but he loans money, and maybe you could talk to him. He may work. I'm like, that's all I need. Mm-hmm. So like, so I, I talked to you know to this private money individual, mm-hmm. and and uh, and that was a whole thing in of itself because I didn't know what the terminal. I didn't know private money, hard money. I didn't know anything. Like, right. This guy loans money. Okay. Like, what do I do? So I'm like, before I, the day before I met him, I'm on Google. And I'm like reading LTV, I'm like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> LTARV? After repairs? So I have to guess how much this is? Okay. Like, um, so I'm like trying to memorize this terminology about, about right. private money or, or, or hard money lending. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then I meet him. And, you know, one thing is like, again, like, I'll, I'll tell anyone whatever they want to hear. So I, I decided, I'm like, you know what, let me just take him to the project we have now before he laughs at me. And so you know, I give him the whole dog and pony show and this is where we're at and we're almost done. And uh, just like, just what I know, cause I don't know much, but what I do know, I told him, then we met at that property. And then like, like not to, you know, the, the big thing for me is like to not be deterred. Like he told me, he's like, all right, first thing. So I have my loans and you know, I'm at 70, I think it was 75% LTV. Okay, LTV. <laughs> so you want me, you know, so, you, so you're expecting, you want me to come in at, with 35% down? Yeah, that's the way I, I make my loans. And you know, and so I, that's why I stress now about business model. When I settled with my partner about not coming in, I just knew that much. So 
So politely I told him, you know, that, that doesn't work for me. And the reason why, and I, he probably thought, like, this kid's insane. Like, why is he, like, doesn't work for you. But, mm-hmm. he, you know, a good, his good friend referred him, so he's giving me the time. So, but I'm telling him, this is why. And I'm giving him my whole business plan, but just talking. Um, you know, and I'm like, and I want to, I don't want to only do four flips a year. This is why I can't put money, you know, down because I want to scale it. I want to do 20, 30 flips a year. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can see, I mean, you see, I, we, we can get stuff done. And I just gave him this whole conversation. And then he looks at me and he says, well, that's just the way I lend. And then, oh yeah, you know, point, he told me how much points. It was stupid. It was expensive. Three points, 13% or 12%. So I'm like, all right, one point is one percent. We're not talking about a, like excessive amount of money. Cause I told him I already have a house locked up. Mm-hmm. So it was like at six, sixty, seventy thousand, like seventy thousand. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I'm fighting for my model, right? I'm not just gonna agree to him. I'm like, what if I give you like um, an extra percent? What if I paid you thirteen percent? And then he was like, thirteen percent. And I think I ended up paying him like a point more because it was our first one. Mm-hmm. And he agreed to give me 100% of them. I'm like, really? all right, this works. It, I, we plugged in our numbers. It's still penciled out. So this is a good deal. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so, I, like I said, I, I fought for what my I thought my model was. And he, I, I believe he believed in me. He's seen the fire in my eyes. And at the same time, he I did see he was kind of like probably like, I'm going to take a risk. Like, I'm a gamble on this kid. He he looks like he you know he'll do something. But, yeah. But I may lose my money. But okay, right. he agreed. So that was like the start of it, and then from there it was just like yeah, securing the third property and mm. just never looking back. And you turned it into a real business that way. Turned into a real business that way. Can I ask you? You you keep bringing up that you wanted to like you wanted to do this big scale and you wanted to flip 20, 30 homes. How did you know? Why did you know flipping was what you wanted to do? I mean, did you get distracted with like the idea of wholesaling and? like buying rentals and stuff like that you already had rentals right i already had rentals and, and at that time uh foolishly at that time rentals were boring to me i didn't know <laughs> and i didn't know you can buy many many rentals you know i just bought them 20 percent down i put 20 percent down on all right. of them mm-hmm. um and i knew they were good but i just i didn't know enough i didn't know what wholesaling meant all i knew was flipping i knew it was fun for me it was exciting for me i i love like negotiating with sellers like mm-hmm. just the whole process so i so it was just fun for me mm-hmm. so i started there um and you know fast forward if, like maybe two years in i figured you know that's maybe not the best because talking to now you know that, that individual my friend he sat me down and he told me what are you doing and i told him he said yeah you're, you're having fun and you're making a lot of money but all you do is you, you just have a high paying job that's it i'm mm-hmm. like i'm like what it, that kind of hurt I'm like what do you mean He's like, well, what I mean is you're just a high-paid individual. And what happens when you can't flip or you don't flip or you won't? Or, mm-hmm. And then everything stops. He's like, you have four rentals. Did you do a net worth sheet? I'm like, no. And then I ended up doing it. I'm like, damn, everything, like my little net worth I had was in my rentals, not on the flip. So that was like so huge for me to, to be like, all right, not only am I going to flip, but I'm going to start buying rentals too. And I decided to, on the rental side at least, to do that on my own without partners. Mm-hmm. But um, but that was a, like a huge eye opener. Yeah. Um, and, and then furthermore, you know, flipping, I would just go in, offer cash. If it didn't work, I that's it. I can't buy the house. Now by adding other things like rentals, I added other strategies. So that allowed me to go in and make deals happen 
without cash, you know, creative stuff, mm-hmm. subject to stuff and like, yeah. you know, owner carries and things like that. Yeah. And we were talking a little bit before this too about how a lot of people in this business stretch themselves too thin and that's why they don't see a lot of success, yeah. right? How did you know once you, you know, got down the flipping, you were doing really well with it? I mean, you mentioned the conversation that you sat down and you had with your mentor. If somebody's coming into this business and they've had success in their one niche, when how do they know when it's time to start expanding into different mm-hmm. different things? Mm-hmm. What what would be your advice for that? That's a fair I would say again, taking the time, a little bit of time before you actually just go all into ask yourself key questions. Um, what is it that you're doing? Why is it that you're doing it? How are you going to do it? And answer those, and then that will kind of give you the 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 blueprint of of which route you're gonna go so for example i I, you know now i define myself as a problem solver and a coach right Mm -hmm. but at the time like i am a real estate investor you know and and what that means is furthermore you know it means flipping houses and acquiring rentals no wholesaling and still to this day i don't wholesale Mm -hmm. i i will give out stuff to very close people i'm like hey why don't you take it I don't wholesale. I'll put something as is on the MLS just got mm-hmm. my license. Um, but I know what I am. So knowing what you are exactly and focusing on that until you get really, really good at it, mm-hmm. then you can have extensions of that. Um, so as you said, I have my license. When I got my license, I had, I got it for a, no, not, for a specific reason, which is to control the process my way everything's in-house so we want to control everything our way and i didn't want to call an agent and say hey let me call my assistant you know and i'll right, check yeah. with so and so like no i want to talk directly to the lender i know what, what to ask what i want to know i want to talk to the agent so that was a specific reason for myself and for my company only and right off the bat said i am not a realtor and i still i'm not a realtor i don't I'm not an agent i don't work for commission i don't take out listings so when people ask me should i get my license should i say not until you know what exactly you do and what you are because then that could cause more confusion you're going to start and try and get listings are you working for a commission or are you working to acquire a rental portfolio or to flip you can't be everything to everyone you're going to be nothing you got to be really really good and then you could extend out right that and so you went through and you got your license you got your company almost vertically integrated so you had from it sounds like you did the private lending you had already figured out in-house then you went, you get the flipping in-house, you have your partner who helps manage the flip, then you actually sell the home and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, you really, you had to tighten that ship, right? Before you made that leap to start collecting rentals or how did that transition work? Yeah, no, you know what? I did, I tightened that shit up. Oh, shit, shit. <laughs> I tightened that shit up <laughs> really good, uh, really tight. Um, because we went through more uh, growing pains or not growing pains, more more models, right? Mm-hmm. So how are we gonna do a flip? Like, at first it was like, what can I get from flooring liquidators and Home Depot? And I'm like, no, this is not the way we need to. So I hired, you know, I, I, I for lack of better terms, I dressed myself, barely dressed myself today. I don't have style, I know that. So knowing what you don't know, so I'm like, you know what, dude? It's just me and you and we're just two guys, we uh-huh. suck. So I hired an interior designer and then Working with her, it was like it was hard because she's like, I have a great deal, I have four fifty a square foot for this floor. I'm like, damn, my budget's like one thirty a foot. What are you right? Right. So, <laughs> so like that whole thing going through that, and then she basically said she designed a house for us that is a finished product at our cost. 
So I'm like, all right, one less thing to worry about. We don't worry about flooring. It's this floor, this cabinet, anything under 250, I put granite, anything above 250, I put quartz. That's wow. it. Zero decision That's the only making. decisions you make on the, the small details. Yeah, so that wow. frees up like so much more, not only time, but brain power. I get to actually like solve real problems instead of picking flooring. I don't give a, like that's not my thing. You know, we make a beautiful product, a quality product, but my thing is not like making everything custom and that's cool if, but like for me, it's like systemizing everything uh-huh. and, and taking away decisions. The mm-hmm. more decisions I can take away, I'm like, this works and it sells and it's like, you know, like all, Apple products, they're all the same. Mm-hmm. It's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just do that. And then yeah. if people love it, why am I gonna tweak it? And, and mm-hmm. so that helps like a lot as far as like increasing your volume. Wow. So with everything, you know, you making these tweaks, getting everything systematized, what, you know, what's next for you? What do you have in the pipeline? What are your goals now that, you know, you've got this full running ship. It sounds like it's running well. We know it's running well. You know, you're doing a lot of business. So what's next? What's next for you? I think now it's, now it's stepping back a little and looking at what extensions can I add? Um, so I, I, I did increase like my desire to get rental properties uh, in the last three years. I have my son was born about two years ago, and that really, really you know pushed me to like. So it's it's to just increase my rental portfolio, but the smart way, right? Mm. So I, I don't just I don't do things for the number, right? Uh, my thing is like every rental has to again you know I'm set, so to build a model yeah. and follow so like every rental has to stand alone on its own meaning this one is not feeding this one is subsidizing that one it's like they're all standalone rentals like you know I may have whatever it is but I don't need the number as long as I have quality stuff mm-hmm. in there um, uh, that I could leverage to and uh, and really just to sharpen like my skills and 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 like for a business, it should be super fluid and, and, and like lean. And so because for flipping, it's just me and my business partner. That's it. Mm-hmm. Um, we get to just sit down and go, like, you know what I'm seeing, dude? It's this. Like, let's do this. And like, let's, right now we're just going to sell. And we're going to buy here. So like, um, it's always to follow the market and adjust to it. Um, but ultimately, it's just to get that uh, rental portfolio up really high. Um, yeah build out my relationships um that that's another thing instead of like going wide i just go really deep on my relationships um and taking yeah taking care of people man like yeah uh, we i like we have i have a a duty and obligation to everyone but like mainly like my investors to like to take care of their money and and things like that and as as we do that as we do that we get more trust and that's not something like light that I take. So it's to build out those relationships. So when there is a time to capitalize on the market um, downturn, mm-hmm. I'm in that position to really go. And if, say if I scale my buying down because I think something's gonna happen this year, like when that time happens, I'm gonna double down and just like really pick up a lot of good stuff because I built the trust for my investors. So when money's really tight, I'll have access to the all you know the money that I need to do what I need to do, um, and ultimately, for me, I don't know. There is no ultimate because I get off on this stuff. Like I enjoy it. Like retire the thing of retiring is like like death to me, a very slow death. So I don't have an ultimate. It's just to like 
just learn and grow and like just become this monster of knowledge yeah. like just to try and acquire that stuff but there's no retirement for me like I don't to retire to expire like you know I'm bored. <laughs> but but yeah so like there's no i do have goals and benchmarks uh-huh. but but i try not to limit myself either and say all right uh i'm gonna do this to retire and i and i try and trick myself you right and i know i'm fooling myself i'm like i want to do this to have like financial freedom and that is cool because they'll have an option whether if i want it or not mm-hmm. so that's why i'm doing it but financial freedom um to to really do more of what you want right what you need you love what you do. It's very apparent to anybody who talks to you. you. You clearly like what you're doing. You enjoy the process of it, the learning, the the mastery, the tightening, everything, and going and analyzing and changing. Um, as you've continued to do that, I mean, what are some of the things that you're doing to constantly keep an eye on the direction you're moving? Because you cl- you seem to me like somebody who you have so many different opportunities. How do you keep structured in what you're doing? Because even now, I mean, you have so much knowledge, you could go do almost any sector of real estate. What's really been what's leading you to keep going down this route and continuing to flip and get rentals and things like that? Because I do have like ADHD, like that, that's so easy for me to do that. And that's what I, and I've been doing that before. And, mm-hmm. and I was never really able to get traction because I'm like falling to that trap, like you said, doing this, doing that. Uh-huh. So like now it's like knowing yourself, the older I get, like try to know myself. Um, and, and build off of my strengths. Um, and like you just said, it's doing it for the love, for the art. It's like an art. Like, I'm not an artist. I'm, like, super non-creative in the real world. But, like, with this, to me, this is my art. Like this is a, So, like, I, 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 I can't say I don't do it for the money, but I don't do it for the money. Uh-huh. Like, it's money's a benchmark. Like, I'll do my net worth sheet at the end of the year. And that's, like, keeping a score. Like, if it's going down, I'm like, okay, I pretty much am sucking at whatever I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Do I do something else or improve? But if it's going up, I'm like, all right, I'm doing good. So it's just a scorekeeper. So another thing, too, is, like, to keep money in a, in its perspective. Like, money, what it is, like, I love, like, that, that detachment of it, it empowers you, actually. So, like, a lot of times, like, I don't do anything for money. So, like, if you come in and say, like, Put your fist down and say, do this or because I'm paying you. Know? Like, no. Like, like, I don't do it for the money. Mm-hmm. I do it for so many other things, for the for the craft, for really for, for helping people, for growing, for I love growth. And money then follows. But like detaching yourself from, from that as the main purpose, well, mm-hmm. it's really served me well at least. Yeah. So now I'm not like chasing everything for the money. Like, yeah, I'll be a listing agent. Or, <laughs> oh, buyer's agent, which is the worst. Don't be a buyer's agent, <laughs> but, you know, and a buyer's agent, and because I have my license, I'll do this, and I might as well get my contractor's license, and I'll take a few. Like my partner, he doesn't take any jobs outside of us either. We're 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 the same. He's not going to do like jobs. Yeah, I'll do your house, you know, for a sweet old lady. Up, no, five grand. No, I don't have time. We're doing. Yeah. We're we're focusing on building what we're building, mm-hmm. and because we know that if I direct my efforts there, that I believe is the potential for the most growth not, yeah. not taking a job or a commission that's just you get paid and it's done i want the all the advantages the equity the, you know debt paid and everything yeah. yeah so what's the biggest piece of advice you would have for somebody uh you know who's coming in and not necessarily doesn't need to be in real estate right i mean you uh ran your business for 10 years before you even got started um but it's apparent that choosing the right business model and staying focused and at the beginning necessarily going deeper instead of wider 
you know, what's your biggest piece of advice or biggest takeaway for somebody brand new who may be wanting to get started in real estate? What would be your takeaway for them? To break, to break away from like, like break your own barriers. Like I just don't understand sometimes like when people say, well, this is my goal, but I got to start somewhere and I have to start here and work my way up to here. And then when I have enough money, like really like there are no rules, right? There, there are laws and things we need to obey and moral compasses we need to follow, but there are no rules to this. There's no such thing as like, you got to start from the bottom and get to this. Like stop that. And and, and 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 be a person of action. Like I've never went to a seminar in my life of like you know the flipping seminars is because like I love gathering the the everything and just like and then taking action. That's my what gets me off. But there are people who are like they need more information. So like there's enough information. Um, just take it in, process it, take action. There's no starting here. There's no age. I'm young. If you got a good deal, you know got a good deal like I have people all the time asking me like about private money well how do I get private money and and, and they come from backgrounds that they know wait I, I grew up poor I didn't know anyone with money like they know people with money mm-hmm. why don't you ask him well again those barriers <laughs> it's like all right like stop you're not begging for money this is this is a this is capitalism, right? This is capital. Like you're 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 doing a service by making their money more money, and they're doing yourself by. So it's like you're building off each other. So break. I guess to summarize is like break all the stuff that you think you should do, and just freaking do it. And then it's all based on a deal. You got a good deal. It doesn't matter if you're 18. Killer deal. You'll get anyone's attention. Like oh yeah, that's awesome. But here's the money. Mm-hmm. So just like focus on getting really good at what you do. Nothing else. That's a perfect tip. I really appreciate that. And we appreciate you coming on the podcast. I mean, you you shared a ton with us um, before the podcast, and you've managed to regurgitate it even more here and be able to explain more. So we appreciate you even being willing to come on. Oh, man, thanks for having me. I love what you guys are doing. You guys are inspiring to me, too, like at doing what you're doing at your age. I, I'm so excited to see you guys grow. And sorry I just broke your light here, so don't blame no. me for that. <laughs> <laughs> no, good. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, no, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks, Auntie.